On this episode, Chris and I get to talk to Andre Sidlock. Andre uh, started his Amazon business in 2017, uh, had some ups and downs, lost $35,000, and then turned it around and ended up exiting and selling his business for a half a million dollars. Uh, just so fun to talk to him because it's, I, I love stories. It's different for us. We have a story that's inspiring. It should help Amazon sellers just, just keep grinding. Yeah, it encourages others to don't don't give up. Just keep going after it. I mean, I've lost money. You've lost money. <laughs> yeah. We still keep grinding it. So that's right. We, you got to keep you got to keep going after it because then you get a big payday at the end. Yep. And and Andre's just got a lot of passion. He's starting some mastermind groups. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff out there with content to help sellers. So just listen in. Listen to Andre's story. It's it's really cool. It should it should really inspire you. And then you'll know him and you can check his content out. All right, let's dive into the interview. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 68 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today, uh, Chris and I have a great guest on with us, Andre Sadlock. How are you doing, Andre? Hey, doing great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me, Dustin and Chris. Yeah, well, you bet. We, we need to kind of put, we need to make a subject title sometimes, like put three Amazon sellers in a microphone. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> today, today we do. We've got three on here, uh, and this is this is sort of a first for us too to talk to somebody who's uh, a seller. Just you, you are a fellow seller on Amazon. Well, we'll talk about how you exited and sold uh, your business, which is. Exciting. But uh, yeah, we're just excited to hear your story. I think we all know as Amazon sellers, there's ups and downs. Uh, Chris and I have oh, talked about our, but you know, you're you're a success story after after. So we're we're really excited to sort of dig in and and learn about you and your business and what you did. So thanks thanks again for joining us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to share. Well, um, why don't we just start? with the basics how did you get into the amazon space when did you start um i was working the nine to five job at that time and uh, i think it was like 26 years old and i was thinking to myself hey this is not really the life i want to live so i started looking around my network seeing who's uh experiencing more freedoms than i do mm -hmm. and for me being from europe and moving to north america it was wild to see that people spend two to three weeks vacation a year I wanted more freedom than that. And uh, I basically started talking to people who already lived that kind of digital nomad lifestyle that they were traveling and running their businesses uh, from anywhere, from like living that laptop lifestyle. And I asked them, hey, what's happening? Well, what are the trends? What do you see uh, as a new emerging thing that I could look into? And they introduced me to someone who's, who was already selling on Amazon. Uh, pretty new at that time, uh, but I had opportunity to talk so to someone who's real, who was actually doing this. Uh, so at that point, something switched in my mind. I kind of grasped the idea and I, I was like, okay, I understand how it works. Uh, my parents uh, are actually in the retail business, so it was similar. Uh, the only difference basically is you do this online, which to me was amazing. That's what I needed, right? So that's how I started. Uh, that person was kind enough to share with me everything they knew. So I started researching products. Uh, probably spent like eight to nine months uh, researching everything, way longer than I would recommend. But I was such a perfectionist. I wanted to launch something that's the best in the world, uh, which 
kind of worked out well uh, down the road, but it did, did take some time for me to find the manufacturer, perfect the product and stuff like that. And then in 2017, it was December. And for the products I chose, which is scratch off maps, that's a really good time to start because it's Q4, it's a giftable product. Uh -huh. So December 2017, I flew uh, to Austin, Texas uh, to meet for the first time ever in person, someone else who's in that business uh, on the capitalism conference. And on that day, first day of the conference, I had my very first sales and the rest is history. That's a great feeling, that first sale on Amazon. <laughs> it is, it's amazing. Ching, ching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I just, just constantly refreshing your app. Can I see the sale? Can I see the, is there another sale? And yeah, that, wow, the, I, there can be freedom in this business. I, I just made money. I mean, I put a lot of effort in, but I made money. Yeah, somebody trusted me enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the product. Well, so, you mentioned something like that you wish you would have done sooner. Like you took seven to eight months to find a product. I'm in the same boat. I think dozens in the same boat too. Like we just wish we would have done it sooner. We yeah. got too caught up in trying to be per perfectionist and trying to get the right product. So that that's, you know, if you're a seller out there, you're thinking about selling Amazon, just get started. Just pick a product and you'll figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the numbers game. The sooner you start, the better basically, because you'll learn how it works sooner and you'll be like, oh, now I understand. This is what I can do better now, you know? Yeah. You're exactly right. You're going to make mistakes. So the faster you get going, you can get those out of your system. Exactly. <laughs> Figure it out. What? So this was 2017 was when you, is that right? Uh, 2017. Yeah. I think you were cutting off a little bit. Yeah. December 2017, I had my, my very first sales. And then, so take us through what happened after that. So you had for a sale, then ex just explain what, what it, where it went from there. In the beginning, it was surreal to refresh that app and see that, hey, I'm in this boardroom working in that office job. I was in real estate development world, uh, wearing the suit and pretending to be super busy and important. And I'm actually making more money from this online gig in the first months of doing this than I'm making in this day job, mm -hmm. which seems to be quite a good, reputable job. You know, so <laughs> in the beginning, I was like, hey, I know nothing about this and it's working somehow. I didn't understand the seasonality of my uh, niche at that point very much, uh, but it was still a great proof of concept that made me learn as much as I could every single day. So I would show up in the office like 6 a.m. Uh, around 8, I would have to start my actual work. And until 4.35, I'd be doing the day job. And after that, up until like 11, uh, PM, I would still be working on my own thing. And that was like months after months after months after months. And in the first half a year or so, I had a, an interesting event that kind of made me who I think I am now. And that event was a big failure, which started with a big triumph because I reached 20K sales a month uh, in the first probably like four or five months. Uh, so to me, it was like, hey, it's working. Uh, if it continues growing like that, I, I'll be able to very soon quit this job and travel, you know, because <laughs> uh, if even if it's like 10 percent margin, that's already decent for someone who lives uh, in the world of Canadian dollars, uh, which are cheaper. Right. So for me, it was pretty cool. But within weeks of that event of crossing the 20K, I remember celebrating that with my wife in a Greek restaurant. Um, I, I got a. I got laid off. So my, my employer said, Hey, we're not, we don't need you anymore. We're doing this restructuring, whatever you're, you're, we're done with you. <laughs> uh, 
and, and then when I was like, oh, I'm so happy that I started this business a little earlier, you know, mm -hmm. but weeks after I uh, started receiving one, two star reviews from people and also emails, way more emails than ever saying that my scratch off map does not work. They can't scratch it. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe there's, I don't know, two, three units that people open up. There's something wrong. Maybe they don't understand how to do this. I don't know. But every other day, I was getting more and more of these one, two star reviews, which everybody who sells on Amazon knows how big of a deal that is. It's impossible to remove. And uh, emails, people saying, hey, there's something wrong. Can I get my refund or whatever, replacement? I was like, oh, there's a real problem. What do I do? So I recalled all of that inventory that I had in multiple warehouses all over the States uh, to uh, a warehouse that I could use like a 3PL service, service in New York. They looked at uh, the maps, they open up, scratched them, recorded videos, showed me what how they perform. So in, in to, to make the story short, 10 to 15% of that inventory was not usable. It would not perform as it's supposed to. And you only know that once you try. So if they try it and it's okay, they can't wrap it back up in the tube and send it back to Amazon because it's already used. So in other words, 5,000 units that I ordered went to garbage. <laughs> and oh my, my manufacturer didn't really fully take responsibility for that. They were like, oh, it's probably something with shipping, maybe container got overheated or something. But it, it was not the case because like we, we sell it in places like Phoenix, Arizona all, all year round and nothing ever happened before, right? So it was, a, yeah, it was a real problem with, with, the, with the process, maybe the, the paints they use or something like that. They, to this day, they didn't, even, uh, they didn't even tell me what it was, but basically I knew at that point, I, if I continue this, I need somebody else. I can't trust them, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was in Europe, that was in Ukraine, my home country. Uh, and the reason I went with them was they, they were much better quality wise than Chinese. Mm -hmm. So at that point I had to make a decision whether I need to look for a new job and restart it or just, I don't know, give up with this business altogether. Um, and I was in that limbo probably for a day or two uh, while I was waiting for this inspection results. And I think what kept me going was my community because I built a Facebook community for that brand. Uh, I called it Travel and Civilization, which kind of rhymes with the name of the brand, Travelization. And people knew me. They knew that I was selling these maps. I created them. I was behind the brand. I wouldn't hide, hide from anyone what I'm selling. It's like everybody knew what I was doing. And at that point, I was like, I can't let them down. I can't let them go and buy these low-quality Chinese products. I need to fix this and get back on my two feet. Uh, so that's what I did. I took a line of credit. The bank didn't know that I lost the job yet. And I reordered everything uh, for Q4 because Q4 is big. So I, my goal was to have it in stock by the end of November at the latest. Uh, in the meantime, I developed a proper quality inspection process with someone local, like infrastructure is not there in, in Ukraine. It's not like China. You can just call in someone, hey, you do quality inspections. Can you do it for me? Mm -hmm. People don't manufacture stuff in Ukraine. <laughs> so I had to train someone who was pretty much saying, yeah, I can do this. I can figure this out. Not someone who's done it before. Um, and we developed the process with the manufacturer to make sure nothing like that can happen in the future. Uh, super rigorous inspection process, way better than anything I've done later on in China. Uh, and in December, I think, I think around the end of November, early December, I already had my new batch in stock in Amazon warehouses. Uh, but I was already in Bali at that point. So I, I sold my town home to pay the loan, the, the, whatever I borrowed for the bank. And I had some cash saved 
in order to grow in case it does go well. But since I sold my townhouse, like, oh, do I want to rent something, sign this one-year lease, or do I want to try and live the digital nomad lifestyle, which was the reason I wanted to start this business in the first place. So that's what I did. I flew to Bali and I kept managing it from anywhere. So Southeast Asia, then Mexico, then United States. Um, yeah, that was a fun year. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff there to uncover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so, so you lost five thousand units. Uh, that's just a lack of doing an inspection. So that's yeah. You know, if you're looking back on it, you would probably get an inspection now on all your products just to be safe. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, so you transition to a, a Chinese supplier. I'm assuming, right? Instead of uh, using your Ukraine supplier, is that correct? No, I kept I kept the same supplier in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, we just uh, implemented proper quality inspection. Later on, I switched to a different manufacturer as soon as I found a good one, uh, still in Ukraine because their technology is just way better for the products. And also another thing that I should mention that the reason I kept it in Ukraine was I had that competitive advantage with my products because it was not made in China. And that was me being able to make world maps that are United Nations compliant, not Chinese government compliant. In other words, if I were to make these maps, world maps in China, uh, I would have to change the design to show Taiwan is Chinese, Hong Kong is Chinese, and uh, I think South China Sea outline in a weird way to make sure no one's confusing that this is China. So stuff like that. And if if I make it in, in other places that don't care about this, that don't have those regulations, that don't want to they don't want to please Chinese government, then I can make it United Nations compliant. And that's what I did. And that was one of the uh, features of my product compared to others. I did That's not know that. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, learn, you learn something new every day when you're in this business, but <laughs> I I can totally see that. There's no way the Chinese are going to let maps come yeah. out that represent their interests. They, they would find the factory. So that's why, that's why factories were super adamant about it. I'm going to have to look at some maps around my house and see what they look like. Or <laughs> <laughs> they're manufactured. Um, Okay, I've got I've got some questions while we're in this stage right now of of your journey. When you you so you got these negative reviews um, that were piling up from the from the poor quality on some of these. When you got the new shipment in and you got your everything you got everything the quality back up to where you wanted it. Did you yeah. launch a new listing or did you keep it on the same listing and then the reviews took care of themselves? I did I did keep it on the same listing. Yeah, I think. Okay. I had close to a hundred reviews at that point. So yeah. it didn't make sense not to use it moving forward. And then did you go back to the same Facebook group and say, hey, I got the product fixed, come back yeah. and buy it when you launch it? Yeah, I basically shared everything that was happening. I was like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what happened. I lost this job. I, I have this issue. This is our problem and we'll fix it. And as soon as it was fixed, I let everybody know that, hey, the new batch is in stock. We took care of the problem. It cannot happen again. And people rushed in for December to buy gifts, you know. <laughs> wow, that's unique. Did you yeah. start this company with an idea to sell it or were you just starting it just to sell on Amazon? I started to pay for my uh, lifestyle. So I didn't, I didn't attempt to sell it in the beginning. Uh, but I liked that option. I knew that it's possible. Uh, like I was following Ryan Moran, as you mentioned before, and I'm, I'm fairly close with him now. And he's, he's all about that. He says that, you can scale it and sell it. And that's when you get that big page, uh, payday that's going to change your life. So I knew that it's an option, but I didn't, I didn't plan for it in advance. Uh, just the last, I don't know, year or so before I sold it, that was kind of my goal. 
let's let's talk about the period between okay so once you got your quality control right up until you made the decision during that period of your business to grow it did you or you did you add new products or, or did you stick with this main main product how did how that work yeah so i quickly figured that that one product is not going to change my life <laughs> so I'll, I'll have, i had to think of other uh, things that my ideal customer wants. Um, I knew that fairly quickly, I figured that the most frequently asked question is how do I frame this map? So I looked into poster hanger frames, uh, didn't pull the trigger up until like a year and a half before I sold the business, which definitely was the right decision to add that product line. So poster hanger frames uh, are just like um, four pieces of wood with magnets in between two pairs, basically two at the top, two at the bottom. And any lengths of the poster can be framed that way. It looks pretty vintage, nice, minimalist, clean. I like that. Um, and for me, the reason I didn't want to launch it earlier was I struggled with Me Too products. It was hard for me to comprehend how do I stand out and compete with the existing Chinese sellers that have like thousands of reviews, right? Mm -hmm. um, but people kept asking me, hey, how do I frame this? So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll have to try at least. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, I launched other maps. Uh, one of the maps that I launched was uh, the United States National Parks map, uh, which was basically the result of me being active in my travel community. I kept growing that Facebook group. And uh, by the time I sold the business, it was like 6,000 people and it was pretty wow. engaged. Uh, so it was very, very helpful because when I was working on the new map, for example, a lot of them have already purchased the world map from me. So they knew what to expect quality wise. Uh, and I was like, okay, you guys travel in the States as well. Uh, why don't we create this map that can highlight all of your travel memories from the United States? And I've seen some of these maps by made by my competition that look shitty. The design wasn't really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so I asked them, hey, what would you want to see in this map? And people commented, hey, I want to see flags for my states. I want to see landmarks, but I don't want these clunky drawings uh, that, that look funny. I want it to be super clean the way you did the world map, you know. So I kept showing them images of, of what I think should be done. So basically, I hired a graphic designer who's also a cartographer, and we developed the design with him. And every time there was a major update, I would send it to my Facebook group and ask them, hey, what do you think? Would you change anything? So together with that Facebook group, we, we developed that new design, which I believe is the best product I've ever developed myself so far. Uh, it's super, super advanced compared to anything else on the market, still is. And anything that would change would quickly be updated. Like the map of, uh, what was it? I think it was Missouri or some other state, updated immediately, you know? Um, so there's something about the mountain names or something like that updated immediately so we were the most updated and the most comprehensive all the national parks were listed at the top also on the map landmarks listed on the side uh super clean the guy who's doing this professionally has master's degree in geography and does maps for a living was the designer and another person who was like super uh high quality illustrator uh, was kind of helping with the overall look so it looks nice so as soon as that was ready i would like tell them hey here, because you helped me, here's 10% off if you buy it by whatever date, like a week or so. And, or as you know, Amazon allows when you bring traffic to, to Amazon. So they would do whatever you ask them, search this way, buy it, apply this code. Uh, and that code was probably just a little incentive, but most of them would still buy it because they felt like they're part of the journey. They created that map with me, right? So yeah, that's the best thing about building a community, I think. 
That's really cool. And you could tell, Dustin, you could tell that he's really into it. Like he, you're really, you're really involved when he, like you knew it was going to update you. You had to get the updated version. It wasn't oh. a map you threw up on there and sold it. You were, you were constantly getting updated. How did you build the Facebook group? Yeah. <laughs> um, first, I started, like before I even, even had the first product, the world map, I already started it um, just by inviting my friends who love traveling. Everybody who I knew was like, almost everybody loves traveling, but everybody I knew could be engaged, I'd add to the group. And uh, as I was growing, I would, from time to time, would ask them, hey, even personal message, I would ask them, hey, would you invite someone else who you know would enjoy being a part of this community, could see value in this? And it kept growing that way. Every day I would cons uh, consistently post something. Uh, from time to time, I would remind everyone that I love growing it and they should invite others who would appreciate being here and having fun together. Uh, and also I was part of other travel communities on Facebook myself. So I, I've made some online friends that way. Some of them I added to friends as well and then invited to my group. Some of them I just messaged them for whatever other questions they had, let's say recommendations about traveling to place I've been. I'd be like, hey, I also have this community. I'd love to, for you to be a part of it. So slowly, slowly, but surely I would grow it that way organically. Um, and I think in the beginning when I launched my very first product was maybe like six to 700 people. Uh, first year already like 1500. And as I kept growing it, it was growing organically because all, everybody who would buy my product would also get that reminder. So inside every package, there would be a little insert saying that, hey, we have this community, it's your free bonus. Uh, you can ask for accommodations and uh, look for ways to travel cost effectively because of this friendly community. Uh, so there was a QR code and a link. Uh, in the beginning, that was just it. So find us on Facebook. But later, I developed a many chat sequence uh, with a freebie built in. And nobody knew what the freebie was until they tried. So the freebie was uh, first, uh, there were two freebies. So first freebie was um, an ebook. So a really nicely built pamphlet about 21 epic hikes in the United States. Uh, so I knew that's something people look for all the time. Like, what do I do while I'm here? Um, so that was done super well. I, I'm pretty proud about that little product that was basically a lead magnet. People were saying that, oh, you've done a really good job. It's super helpful. I'll go to this place because of the information you shared. And then the second freebie was to join the community so people could share their stories, their pictures, uh, help each other find good deals and traveling and stuff like that. So. That way, the community kept growing, and more of more of the members were the actual past buyers. So, <clears throat> what the, the brand is about, they would buy again potentially, right? So that's how I was growing it. I, I like and that's how you do it, <laughs> and I love everything about this story because I mean, people talk about you know what product should I sell? How, what should I do? You created a community that helped you build your product. Yeah. I mean, and. And then they were so invested in it that that became your initial buyers. I mean, that that's a that's such a great strategy. Uh, I think a lot of people could really learn from that type of tactic. Uh, and it's also something you're clearly passionate about. So you the and and when people put a, a face to a product or a passion to a product, it really can resonate, and they they want to support you. Uh, that's that is, but it, that takes grind. I mean. Oh, that, a lot of work. Like, oh, here's what you do. You start a Facebook group. You were every day engaging conversations. 
on, on yeah. that Facebook. I, I like that community. That was probably the biggest hack. I'm yeah. one of them, right? I'm a global citizen. I love traveling. For me, it was like hanging out with my friends every day. So it was not something I felt like I had to do, you know? It was natural. That's such a, that's such a good story. So that that propelled you. So from, from this point on, did your business just started started growing and then and then what you became uh interested in the prospect of exiting yeah so then in 2018 i think it was the biggest year for me i started working with mentors and i started my mastermind group uh, with a few friends who were around my level and all of that kind of complemented each other and made me focus on purely scaling. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? What are the products? There was like smaller size world map, different colors of the background of the map, uh, two in one world in US as a gift, uh, giftable option. Then I was like, okay, I keep looking at these frames. I should launch that as soon as I can just to give it a try. So I never regret. Uh, so I did. And I, I was, the, the way I approached it was also uh, how do I make it different? Because obviously we are playing on this platform that has a lot of organic traffic that's not coming from my audience. They don't know who I am. So you need to show that care and that uh, unique advantage through the means of Amazon as well. So for me, I figured that a lot of people were complaining uh, about those frames not holding well. So for me, I was like, okay, I can be the strongest magnets one. So I can be the one who holds the thickest posters, no matter what they put there, it's gonna hold it. So I reached out to manufacturers and asked them, hey, how can we source the strongest magnets so it's gonna hold any poster? So they did, and also images-wise, all of, I think most, if not all of my competition was Chinese, uh, which as a lot of sellers know, they most of them don't do branding well, so images are not highest quality. And for me, it, that was probably the biggest advantage of my listings. I hired models, I hired proper photographers, all of the models were the same all across the board for my uh, products. So if someone looked at one of my products, they looked at another one, they'd be like, oh, I, I've seen this before. I, I recognize this face, you know? And even my face and my wife's face, just because I know that it, it helps when there's a family business and you put your face there, was mm -hmm. on each and every listing. They add A plus content, I would be there sharing my story, saying, hey, we started this business from the passion of global citizenship and traveling. And uh, also my parents happen to be entrepreneurs in the framing space too. So I kind of connected that to me, continuing the family legacy and creating these frames uh, for posters too. Uh, and quality also was something I'm always super particular about, probably after that event when I lost over 35 grand. So sometimes I've been doing like two, three quality inspections with the frames until I was happy, you know, and the manufacturer quickly learned that it has to be the best. So that helps as well with, with their views and everything. Um, so yeah, that year, 2018, beginning of 2019, um, the entire 2019, I was only doing this, no other distractions, just purely scaling this business. And then early 2020, I was like, okay, I feel like I've done ma the maximum I could. So everything I could think of to scale it further, I'd have to either keep adding more products, meaning making it more complicated, because at that point I already had I think 12 SKUs, so different sizes for the frames, different maps, uh, or I can go to other marketplaces, which also requires a lot of time and due diligence, like getting this VAT stuff to sell in Europe and all of that, which I was not very excited about because I love, 
I love marketing stuff. I love building the relationships. I don't really like technical stuff very much. Even for PPC, I would hire someone because I was like, I know the basics enough to hire the right person, you know? Mm -hmm. But for me to look at all these numbers all day or every day, it just drains my energy. So I was like, okay, everything else I can do to scale this would drain my energy. Should I try and list it and see what people offer? So that was my kind of decision-making process because I wasn't that passionate about it, about scaling. So like community-wise, yeah, I, I like the same people. I'm still uh, a global citizen. I still love traveling. But I, I was like, okay, I can see that I'm all already looking on in other directions. I'm already learning about health stuff. I'm already trying different um, foods and different supplements and uh, stuff to improve my sleep and all of that. So I'm like, okay, I feel like my passion is kind of switching from traveling a little bit. Why don't I cap capitalize on that? But for me to do that, since all of the money is in the business, I'd have to exit. So I started talking to brokers. Uh, I got a pretty good, good feeling that it can sell. Um, then in 2020, it was quite a roller coaster too, because March made me question all of that. Um, I think around mid to end of March, it was one of the worst months I've ever had. And at that time, I remember messaging Ryan saying, hey, I think I'm done with this business. No one wants to travel anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but later, like April was already better, much better. Then uh, May was better than April. And every month in 2020 kept growing like crazy. I guess people just learned that they can buy everything online and they started buying. And since my products were not necessities to travel, but more home decor items, and people miss traveling very much. So especially like I talked to people in my community and that, that was the main topic at all day every day. How, when do we when do we travel again? Who's traveling now? You know. So I knew that it's not dead, like people are not giving up traveling forever. Uh, and the sales trends were proving that point. So I was like, okay, it's growing faster than before. I'm probably positioned for exit better than ever. So I decided to list them. And what month was that? Like middle of 2020? Uh, yeah, I originally listed with one broker uh, and I didn't, I didn't get good interest there. Uh, the offers I had were not what I expected. Wouldn't make sense for me to proceed. And also the process kind of makes it difficult because as soon as you sign that letter of intent, you're off the market. So then I listed with another broker uh, later on uh, in October, I think early October. And within a few weeks, I already had like lots of calls scheduled. I think first week I already had like 10 calls scheduled. The, the interest was there. Like I can see that it's it's still there, like multiples are growing. And I was probably in the beginning of that wave. Uh, so, and the size was not huge because like I exited for half a million. So a lot of people can afford that. In my case, that was a private sale. So it's not a private equity firm, but just a family who bought it. Um, and there's a lot of interest. Many people look at different asset classes and they're like, okay, there's something weird with stock market uh, and it's hard to get into it right now and it's kind of risky. There's something weird happening with real estate. It's growing like crazy because of low interest rates. The ratio, like the ROI is not there anymore for many people, many cities, you know? Uh, so a lot of people started looking at alternatives and since all of them by then tried buying stuff online, they're like, oh, e-commerce, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I can run something like that. So I basically had to teach the new owner how to run the business. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he was the one who, who offered because he's really a good guy to, to continue scaling this brand. That's amazing. So you, as part of your package, you offered to train on 
to continuing the business? Well, they kind of expect that uh, with the broker I sold it, I think it's 45 days uh, of support after after the closing date. Uh, and they also have two weeks of inspection, they call it. So in that time, you you, you transfer all the access, uh, everything you know about the business, answer all the questions. So that was pretty much enough. After that, they only had a few calls with me. And from then on, I, I, last time I talked to him was like a month ago. And that was more like catching up. Hey, here's what's happening. Uh, November was this growth. December was like, I think, 250% growth compared to the last year. January wow. was 50% growth in sales compared to last January. I was like, congratulations. You, it looks like you'll get your money back sooner than you expected. <laughs> and where are you where are you seeing multiples right right now? Two and a half and the three is pretty common. But where where did you see the mul multiple at? Well, for me, I, I calculated based on trailing 12 months at the time I got the offer. So it was 335x of the trailing 12 months seller discretionary earnings. Uh, so all the profits in the last 12 months. Um, but I see that growing, going up and up. And I feel like if I were to keep it for a few more months, I'd sell it for much more, higher multiple and overall more money. Um, my, my buddy just sold like a month ago uh, around the same scale of the business, but his multiple was already higher. So he got a little more and no community whatsoever. Very simple business, purely Amazon FBA. So it, it wasn't even comparable. So I see that multiples are going up right now. And I expect that to continue. So in 2021, 2022. And, and the, what happened to the Facebook group? Well, they manage it now. The new owner does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that was all part of the package. All sold. Yeah. yeah. All the business assets. I think my photos are still there. Like my picture holding map and frame and everything. Everything as it was is still there on Amazon and uh, in, in the social media accounts. Uh, I don't know if they plan to change it. Like, I didn't mind that because I know that some people buy it because they have had the trust uh, through me, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's still there. Maybe some people still think it's my business, but I don't know. I don't mind it because I know that it's the best quality in the world. And, and then I got to know, what was that feeling like when you got that check? It was in there. It was great. It was it was expected because it takes some time. You have so many conversations, all this migration and everything. So you kind of get used to it by the time you receive the money. But then when I receive it, I was like, okay, it's like, I'm done. It's not mine anymore. That was hard because I was so involved in building that community and, and being part of the brand. So the next few weeks, I was kind of getting used to not being involved. Then I started missing the everyday grind, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which I still do. And, um, but probably like months or two after I got my paycheck, I was like, oh, that's not really that much money. It's like, <laughs> I live in Vancouver. You can't even buy a, a crappy condo here for that much. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was more like, hey, you got a proof of concept. You know how it works. You know what it takes. Now go somewhere more competitive where you couldn't have before because you have a little bit more cash to risk with uh, and do it all over again. And with the next brand, I don't plan to sell it very soon. I'd like it to be my more like more, more like my life legacy, something I can scale for the next five to ten years, maybe even more. Uh, and if I exit it, and when I exit it, 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 it better be something huge, something that I wouldn't have to work after that, and maybe something that would lead me to helping others on a bigger scale. It's it's an amazing story. I mean, I think for a, for a, everyone listening 
uh, I mean, it's it's inspiring because you you could have quit when that when that you know you lost that money and when it when I mean it's and I think there's a lot of people in that situation right now who could be listening. Uh, I've been in that situation where you're like, okay, I mean, I've invested all this money, all this time. I've got these people coming out of nowhere, leaving bad reviews. I've yeah. got and. It seems like everything hits you and you're like all these things and you could give up, but you just plowed ahead. You'd made a decision. You said it was like a, a day or two. You were in limbo for a day or two. And then you just said, all right, let's do it. And now positions to where you can do it again, but with more capital. I mean, that's really an, it's an amazing story. I, one thing I want to touch on, because you mentioned it before, you talked about the mastermind group. What what impact did that have for you to network and decide, okay, I'm all in. So now I'm going to network with people that are in this with me because Amazon is a lonely business. It and is. You're doing it. And, and I think that's a mistake that I've made personally. We've talked about before is I just, I tried to do it all and I didn't surround myself with people early on. What impact did being in that mastermind have for you? Oh, huge. Um, it was, so the way I started was more like, hey, I know you and I know you and I know you and you're selling Amazon and you're around where I'm at and all of us, we want to scale and grow. Why don't we have weekly calls and we commit to working our goals? So it was very rough, very simple. Uh, and the thing I think was very helpful uh, was um, making it impossible not to achieve the goal. Uh, so there was an extra incentive that we built in. If you don't achieve the goal you set for the week, you pay 50 bucks to a charity and you have to send the receipt into the group chat. Uh, and if you didn't achieve that goal again, because we all kind of help each other. So we make sure the goals kind of make sense for what people are working on. Uh, then you send hundred bucks next week to the charity. And if, if for the third week you come to the call and you're like, oh, I still haven't achieved that goal, it'll probably say goodbye to you. you know? So you, you kind of have to achieve the goals. So you only set realistic goals that way and you only, uh, and you definitely do whatever it takes to make it happen. And that incremental progress systemized was probably the biggest impact on my work ethic. Because it's very hard when there's no boss, no one's watching behind, behind your shoulders, making sure you're doing something. It's very hard to stay accountable. So that group kind of fixed that issue because we were helping each other. So it was definitely like a natural brotherhood that developed there. We wanted everyone to succeed. Uh, but also it was more than just that desire was also the monetary incentive that kept everyone going. Um, so I, yeah, now, now I see so many people ask me about it that I decided to create, like build that structure into something scalable uh, and make it available for anyone who wants to join and anyone who also has the right values because it'll be interview based. Uh, we'll make sure we are aligned in the goals and values. Uh, and if someone likes that, they'll be paying something that and pretty much anyone who's already selling can afford to create that system that would make it impossible not to progress every day, right? Because I feel in, like in this business, persistence is important. Like I had to go through my stage of persistence uh, and sacrifice, but also consistency. If you don't do something every single day, like every single day, you're not going to progress. Like doing something an hour a day is way better than doing working like 10 hours through the weekend. Mm -hmm. It's just way better. Like it's human nature. If you don't do something every day, you don't grow that fast. And if you don't grow that fast, somebody else will. Like your competition will. Your customers will just go to someone who takes takes care of them better. 
So I feel like that mastermind was a big game changer for me because of all the systems we built. It, it's so true. It's that what, add 1% to every day and it compounds. If you can do more something, just something little, what, what can you do? And, and that just propels you forward. And you, you are spot on that you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder. Accountability, that sounds like but you, that's the what happened with that mastermind group is there was there there's you set in place accountability to to achieve what you wanted to you know because yeah. even though it's your goal and you want to it's very easy to to you know like you said to be de dealing with ppc all day and digging through there and you know pulling out these reports and stuff but if you're if your goal is hey i want to improve my ppc performance you know, then you do it and yeah someone from your group can help you too because if, if you're around the same level uh you have similar goals and similar challenges you're going through but at the same time you know more about certain aspect of this business than others mm -hmm. maybe you tried something only a week ago but you already know that and you're happy to share so that that was super helpful like sometimes i would come to the call saying hey i'm not sure what to do like this is what happened uh i don't know like let's say my M ppc is not performing if we keep keep talking about that example and someone else was like oh i just tried video ads that was probably like one and a half years ago so that was super new mm -hmm. you should try video ads you have you, you already have your videos in in the listing i'm like oh let's do this so i did and like performance was way better and if they didn't tell me because we wouldn't talk otherwise i wouldn't have tried right so all of those small things that you can do on a weekly basis because of that common intellect that you share all of the experiences that you share uh, helps you not only stay accountable, but also set higher goals. And that way you progress faster. Absolutely. It's, it's true. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. And I mean, Chris and I talk about this all the time. When, when we decided to start this podcast, I mean, just since we started the podcast, talking to people every day in the space, mm -hmm. it's like uh, so many opportunities opened up. We know, we know so much more. I mean, there's no way one person can understand everything that's going on or even be aware of the new features that come out. I mean, even little stuff like when they put the review request button uh, inside your order. I mean, it was out a month before Chris told me, you know, and I'm like, how did I not see that? You know, it's like I'm in there every day. Uh, and it's, so this, there's so many things that being a part of uh, the community are amazing. Well, I mean, it, I just love it because your your story should inspire people who are looking to do this. I mean, you you it's inspiring in two ways. One is it, you did it, okay. So you should see that, and know they can do it, but also the grind and really go for it. And that's what it takes. Anybody who tells people that it's oh, it's you know, it's the gold rush. You can just throw products up on Amazon and make no. money, and they're insane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not it's, anymore. <laughs> it's work. But it's work that pays off, and you created an asset that you're able to sell. Um, amazing. Just, yeah, just, just, real, just real quick, anybody who's listening right now and they want to get in touch with you or learn more about your mastermind or be, be you know be interviewed, how can they get in contact with you? For sure, probably the easiest way is just uh, my name, AndreSadlock.com. Uh, that's where I keep everything I work on, uh, and any social media, I'm pretty active. I love sharing, I love hanging out with other entrepreneurs. So Instagram is probably where I post daily. Uh, Facebook, I'm pretty active too. So anything that feels native. I also started my YouTube channel recently, which um, 
committing to scale and post uh, more. So anywhere you feel like you enjoy communicating, I'm probably there. <laughs> Even Clubhouse, I enjoy that platform a lot now. <laughs> well, uh, uh, us we too. Were, we were just talking about that. We love Clubhouse. And okay. We'll have to start a room and get you in. Let's we'll talk off air. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we should do something together. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, andresadlak.com, so A-N-D-R-I-S-A-D-L-A-K.com or any other social media, just shoot me a message. I'm happy to chat. Amazing. Well, I encourage everyone to do that. They should follow your content you're putting out. They should reach out to you about your mastermind if, if that's something that they're interested in. Uh, just, thanks so much for coming on with, the, I mean, just the story. I think everybody should hear other sellers' stories so that they feel inspired. They feel uh, they can pick themselves up when things go bad. Because when it goes bad, it's it's a bad feeling, and there's nothing like losing thirty five thousand dollars. You're like, oh my, god, I do. Uh, yeah, I, it, stuff will happen. Yeah, it, just yeah. part of the game. <laughs> it, it is. It's part of it. It's definitely part of the game. But um, can't thank you enough for coming on. We'll have to get you back on. Maybe we'll talk about some new topics. Talk about more about what you got going on in the future. Sounds for exciting. Sure. Your your new new launch. But uh, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. And everyone who's listening, uh, if you like content like this, which you should, this was super inspiring. Uh, you can you can follow us on the Facebook page, our Solozo page on Facebook, Solozo on YouTube, uh, the Solozo page on LinkedIn. We go live every day with this content. Uh, so make sure you like those pages so that you can see more of this and turn on the notifications so you get notified when we go live. Uh, also, if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review if you like what you see. Uh, but because we're at this every day, Andre, thanks so much for coming on and we'll, we'll get you back soon. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dustin. You're amazing. You all right. Have a good day, everybody. Take care.